man behind the machine news US claims two Chinese hackers targeted defense companies, dissidents, and coronavirus research. The Verge eight minutes ago, the US Justice Department has charged two alleged Chinese hackers with stealing trade secrets and other valuable data from companies worldwide, including firms working on COVID-19. Chinese hackers tried to steal COVID research, hacked hundreds of companies, us. International Business Times 15 minutes ago. Two Chinese nationals have been indicted for seeking to steal COVID-19 vaccine research and hacking hundreds of companies in the United States and abroad, the US. The charges alleged Chinese hackers for stealing trade secrets, targeting firms working on COVID-19 vaccine. ABC an hour ago. Anonymous view. The Justice Department has charged two alleged Chinese hackers with stealing hundreds of millions in trade secrets and targeting companies working on a COVID-19 vaccine. U.S. charges Chinese hackers for wide-ranging activities, including COVID research intrusions. CNN 20 minutes ago. Anonymous view. U.S. prosecutors have charged two alleged Chinese hackers over a sweeping global computer intrusion campaign that they say was supported by the country's government and aimed as accuses Chinese hackers in targeting COVID-19 research. Yahoo! 47 minutes ago. Anonymous view. The Justice Department on Tuesday accused two Chinese hackers of stealing hundreds of millions of dollars of trade secrets from companies across the world and targeting. U.S. indicts Chinese hackers for stealing coronavirus vaccine research. Digital trends 48 minutes ago. Anonymous view. Two Chinese hackers were able to infiltrate the networks of U.S. biotech firms researching coronavirus vaccines and treatments, according to U.S. prosecutors. As charges two Chinese hackers with trying to steal COVID-19 research. U.S. says Chinese hackers targeted COVID-19 trade secrets. The Financial Times two hours ago. Anonymous view. The U.S. has accused two Chinese citizens of trying to uncover security weaknesses at American firms doing coronavirus research as part of a wider hacking scheme. As accuses hackers from China of targeting COVID-19 research. Los Angeles Times two hours ago. Anonymous view. The Justice Department accuses two Chinese hackers of researching network vulnerabilities at companies known to be working on a coronavirus vaccine. As charges Chinese hackers over COVID-19 vaccine cyber attacks. CNIT two hours ago. Anonymous view. Nation-state hackers from around the world have been looking to steal details about a vaccine for the coronavirus pandemic, U.S. officials said. As accuses Chinese hackers of seeking to steal COVID vaccine research. Yahoo! An hour ago. Anonymous view. Two Chinese nationals have been indicted for seeking to steal COVID-19 vaccine research and intellectual property from hundreds of companies in the United States and other. Putin's finance minister says there are no hackers working for the Russian government. CNBC 10 hours ago. Anonymous view. Russia has rejected allegations that it coordinated hacking attempts against academic and pharmaceutical bodies in the West, with finance minister Anton Saluanov telling CNBC Monday that. Twitter. Twitter also revealed the perpetrators had downloaded data from up to eight of the accounts involved. Anonymous view. Coinbase was able to stop its customers from sending $278K worth of BTC to hackers responsible for the Twitter scam last week. First mover, Bitcoin miners find upgrade financing aplenty, even as prices languish. 
Yahoo! A day ago. Anonymous view. Big money players are extending financing to Bitcoin miners for equipment upgrades, even though prices are still torpid two months after the halving. US agency says Chinese drug traffickers used Bitcoin to launder proceeds. Yahoo! Four days ago. Anonymous view. The US Office of Foreign Asset Control has sanctioned four Chinese residents, claiming they helped launder drug proceeds using Bitcoin. Bitcoin and other crypto assets excluded from central bank experiments. Forbes 18 hours ago. Anonymous view. The future of money could in part be determined by a series of newly revealed experiments being conducted by the Bank de France with help from. China controls 50% of Bitcoin mining while US hits 14% new survey. Cointelegraph four days ago. Anonymous view. Shifting estimates of China's Bitcoin mining presence come with the proviso that much capacity remains unaccounted for. Power struggle inside Bitmain hard forks, Bitcoin miner production. Coindesk a day ago. Anonymous view. The ongoing battle between the two co-founders of Bitmain has essentially hard forked the production at the world's largest Bitcoin miner manufacturer. US adds Chinese and Fen Tunnel Ring to sanctions blacklist. Yahoo! Four days ago. Anonymous view. The US Treasury named four individuals and one company as important figures in a leading Chinese Fen Tunnel manufacturing and trafficking group, boosting pressure on China too. Chinese police bust $14 million smart contract scam. Technode 11 days ago. Anonymous view. Despite a ban on cryptocurrency trading, scams are alive and well in China, and now blockchain-based smart contracts are another component. Kazakhstan sets eyes on top three spot for global Bitcoin mining. Cointelegraph 11 days ago. Anonymous view. Soviet countries' cheap electricity has been attracting Bitcoin miners, but will it manage to elbow out Russia and the United States? New Android Moware targets over 300 different apps with a focus on dating and social media. Tick Radar 3 hours ago. Anonymous view. Researchers have discovered a brand new Android Moware that targets an extensive list of more than 300 different applications. Uncovered by security firm Triad Fabric, the BlackRock. Emotet Botnet is now heavily spreading Cakebot Moware. Bleeping Computer 54 minutes ago. Anonymous view. Researchers tracking Emotet Botnet noticed that the malware started to push Cakebot backing Trojan at an unusually high rate, replacing the longtime Trickbot payload. New BlackRock Android malware can steal passwords and card data from 337 apps. Zdnit five days ago. Anonymous view. A new Android malware strain has emerged in the criminal underworld that comes equipped with a wide range of data theft capabilities allowing it to target. Russian hackers are targeting coronavirus scientists with phishing and malware attacks. Zdnit five days ago. Anonymous view. Advisory from the UK's National Cyber Security Centre warns of an active spear phishing campaign going from App29 a hacking group associated with Russian intelligence. Cyber criminals disguising as top streaming services to spread malware. Techo Republic five days ago. Anonymous view. Malicious actors opposing as Netflix, Hulu, and more to launch phishing attacks, steal passwords, launch spam, and distribute viruses. BlackRock malware in India, after Joker, 
a new dangerous malware spotted on Google Play Store. India.com on MSN.com 10 hours ago. Anonymous view. This malware has victimized a total of 337 Android apps. BlackRock malware is stealing information about bank accounts from apps like Gmail, Amazon, Netflix, and Uber. Facebook beats Nso's attempt to crush WhatsApp malware hack suit. Bloomberg four days ago. Anonymous view. WhatsApp and its parent Facebook Incorporated can press ahead with a lawsuit accusing Israeli spyware maker Nso group of creating accounts to send malware to mobile. Malware stashed in China-mandated software is more extensive than thought. Ars Technica seven days ago. Anonymous view. Three weeks ago, security researchers exposed the sinister piece of malware lurking inside hack software that the Chinese government requires companies to install. Now there's evidence this joker android malware sounds like something a heinous villain would design. BGR seven days ago. Anonymous view. Google has removed another batch of Android apps from the Google Play Store after analysts with Checkpoint Research discovered these apps connected to the Joker. Emotet Botnet is now heavily spreading Cakebot malware. Bleeping computer 55 minutes ago. Anonymous view. Researchers tracking Emotet Botnet noticed that the malware started to push Cakebot banking Trojan at an unusually high rate, replacing the longtime Trickbot payload. Ransomware, Vorpex Botnet surges in activity. Snit a day ago. Anonymous view. There's been a big jump in Vorpex Botnet activity, but it's a Trojan malware attack that was the most common malware campaign in June. Emotet Botnet returns after a five-month absence. Snit three days ago. Anonymous view. Prior to today's attacks, Emotet stopped all activity on February the 7th, she wrote to Grippo, Senior Director Threat Research at Proof Point, told Snit in an email today. The Emotet botnet returns with new Microsoft Office phishing campaign. SiliconANGLE a day ago. Anonymous view. The infamous botnet Emotet is back after a five-month break with a new Microsoft Office phishing campaign. The return of Emotet was first spotted by Malwarebits. There's a reason your inbox has more malicious spam, Emotet is back. Trend Micro Incorporated, Theo, 4704. See, 4704, a global leader in cybersecurity solutions, today released new research warning consumers of a major new wave of attacks. Anonymous view. The botnet battle for your territory, describes a threat landscape in which rival cybercriminals are competing against each other in the race to compromise as many. Vorpex botnet resurfaces delivering a Varden malware via wink emoji laced emails. US Navy Twitch channel joins the army in banning viewers for asking about war crimes. US Navy Twitch channel joins the army in banning viewers for asking about war crimes. GameSpot 57 minutes ago, anonymous view. Shortly after the U.S. Army started banning Twitch viewers for asking about war crimes, the U.S. Navy has started doing the same. Inside college football's coronavirus information war. All.com four days ago. Anonymous view. College sports found itself in the middle of a sensitive, highly politicized debate. It became increasingly difficult to strike the right balance between optimism and pessimism. U.S. military improved mortality since World War II, but there have been alarming exceptions. Yurikalut, 
an hour ago, anonymous few. Although the Korean War stayed close to the expected fatality rate through by contributing institutions, or for the use of any information through the Eurocallot. The UK and US are starting a new Cold War with Russia and China, so what are these governments trying? The new Cold War launched by the West against China and Russia is escalating by the day. In a single week, the Kremlin has been unmasked. TikTok may be a political culture war victim, when the larger issue is data use. TikTok has generated a great deal of controversy and reignited the debate over social media and privacy in corporate America, and, anonymous few, the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee has amassed a $94 million war chest, and led the National Republican Congressional Committee by a massive $33 million in cash. The Raging Culture War Inside America's Newsrooms The Hill two days ago. Anonymous view. It all sounds like another high-profile front in the culture wars. In many ways, yes, it is. But, like most civil wars throughout history, a central living history or playing war, Brooksville Raid reenactment ends after 40 years. Tampa Bay Times a day ago. Anonymous view. Tampa Bay Boy Scouts of America declined to renew their agreement for the raid venue. Brooks Village, January, Hernando County scrambled to put out the how Twitter could start a nuclear war. Last Wednesday, a Twitter insider helped hackers gain access to several high-profile Twitter accounts. Elon Musk, Joe Biden, Bill Gates and others were suddenly tweeting. The US Navy is gearing up for a massive war game to deter Russia. The national interest an hour ago. Anonymous view. Using real-time analytics and an instant ability to draw upon and organize vast databases of information and sensor input, computer algorithms can now perform a range. Metro health and city leaders were at war with each other at height of coronavirus outbreak in San Antonio, emails. San Antonio Express News 19 hours ago. Anonymous view. Dawn Emerick resigned as director of the Metropolitan Health District, her boss sent a scathing internal memo blasting Emerick as lacking the expertise needed to tackle the forever war over war literature. New Republic four days ago. Anonymous view. Now, a decade after the war had ended, Webb had been gifted an opportunity to blast the other war novelists, poets, memoirists, and critics, many of them. A full-fledged tech cold war could cost the global sector $3.5 trillion, Deutsche Bank. Nasdaq two days ago. Anonymous view. A full-fledged tech cold war could cost the global information and communications technology sector around $3.5 trillion over the next five years due to loss of 10 facts about George Orwell's animal farm. Mental floss two hours ago. Anonymous view. Elliot disdained its mockery of Stalin's USSR, Britain's then World War II ally. Jonathan Cape, Ernest Hemingway's British publisher, rejected it after consulting with the wartime ministry. Cold War Crazy, meet the Davy Crockett nuclear rocket. The national interest 12 hours ago. Anonymous view. However, the Red Army never stormed into NATO and World War III did not come to pass. Design work for a minimum size atomic warhead called the Joker returns to the door of Batgirl for Joker War, but she's ready this time. Gams radar on MSN.com 19 hours ago. Anonymous view. Cast Lurchy spoke with Newsarama about Babs once again meeting the Joker, how the past 10 issues have been building up to this moment, and also what. We live in an age that is driven by information. 
technological breakthroughs, are changing the face of war and how we prepare for war. William Perry, Secretary of Defense Information Warfare and the Changing Face of War Information Warfare, it represents a rapidly evolving and, as yet, imprecisely defined field of growing interest for defense planners and policymakers. The source of both the interest and the imprecision in this field is the so-called information revolution, led by the ongoing rapid evolution of cyberspace, microcomputers, and associated information technologies. The U.S. defense establishment, like U.S. society as a whole, is moving rapidly to take advantage of the new opportunities presented by these changes. At the same time, current and potential U.S. adversaries, and allies, are also looking to exploit the evolving global information infrastructure and associated technologies for military purposes. The end result and implications of these ongoing changes for international and other forms of conflict are highly uncertain, befitting a subject that is this new and dynamic. Will there be a new but subordinate facet of warfare in which the United States and its allies readily overcome their own potential cyberspace vulnerabilities and gain and sustain whatever tactical and strategic military advantages that might be available in this arena? Or will the changes in conflict wrought by the ongoing information revolution be so rapid and profound that the net result is a new and grave threat to traditional military operations and U.S. society that fundamentally changes the future character of warfare? In response to this situation and these uncertainties, in January 1995 the Secretary of Defense formed the EU Executive Board to facilitate the development and achievement of national information warfare goals. In support of this effort, RAN was asked to provide and exercise an analytic framework for identifying key issues, exploring their consequences and highlighting starting points for related policy development, looking to help develop a sustainable national consensus on an overall U.S. strategy. To accomplish this purpose, RAND conducted an exercise-based framing and analysis of what we came to call the Strategic Information Warfare Problem involving senior members of the national security community as well as representatives from national security-related telecommunications and information systems industries, the exercises led participants through a challenging hypothetical low crisis involving a major regional political-military contingency. The exercise methodology, known by the label the day after, had been previously used for a variety of nuclear proliferation, counter-proliferation, and related intelligence studies. The specific scenario chosen for the exercise involved a turn-of-the-century conflict between Iran and the United States and its allies, focused on a threat to Saudi Arabia. The exercise was conducted six times in evolving versions over the course of five months from January to June 1995. Each iteration allowed for refinement of basic strategic concepts and provided further insights about their national security implications. This process provided an opportunity to assess and analyze the perspectives of senior participants from government and industry regarding such matters as the plausibility of strategic scenarios such as the one presented, possible evolutions in related threats and vulnerabilities, and the phrasing of key associated strategy and policy issues. It also provided an opportunity to identify emerging schools of thought and, in some cases, a rough consensus on next steps on a number of important strategic issues. In addition, 
the process yielded a badly needed multidimensional framework for sharpening near-term executive branch focus on the development of strategic key policy, strategy, and goals, in particular regarding the implications of prospective major regional contingencies on defensive strategies, doctrines, vulnerabilities, and capabilities. It also provided a highly useful forum for beginning to coordinate with industry on the future direction of a related national security telecommunications strategy. As can be inferred from the above comments, the methodology employed in this study appears to offer particular advantages for addressing many of the conceptual difficulties inherent in this topic. The subject matter is very new and, in some dimensions, technically complex especially for individuals typically found in policy-making positions. The challenge of finding techniques for efficiently accelerating the process of basic education on the topic and its implications for national security policy and strategy cannot be underestimated. This report presents the results of this study. Specifically, the purpose of this report is to describe and frame the concept of strategic information warfare. Describe and discuss the key features and related issues that characterize strategic key. Explore the consequences of these features and issues for U.S. national security as illuminated by the exercises. Suggest analytical and policy directions for addressing elements of these strategic key features and issues. Strategic Information Warfare The United States has substantial information-based resources including complex management systems and infrastructures involving the control of electric power, money flow, air traffic, oil and gas, and other information-dependent items. U.S. allies and potential coalition partners are similarly increasingly dependent on various information infrastructures. Conceptually, if and when potential adversaries attempt to damage these systems using techniques, information warfare inevitably takes on a strategic aspect. Strategic Information Warfare and Post-Cold War Strategy Our exercise scenario highlighted from the start a fundamental aspect of strategic information warfare, there is no front line. Strategic targets in the United States may be just as vulnerable to attack as in theater command, control, communications, and intelligence, CEI, targets. As a result, the attention of exercise participants quickly broadened beyond a single traditional regional theater of operations to four distinct separate theaters of operation as portrayed in Figure S.1, the battlefield per se, allied zones of interior, in our scenario, the sovereign territory of Saudi Arabia, the intercontinental zone of communication and deployment, and the U.S. zone of interior. Figure S.1. The Changing Face of War for strategic theaters of operation. The changing face of war, for strategic theaters of operation. The post-Cold War over their focus of the regional component of U.S. national military strategy is therefore rendered incomplete for this kind of scenario and is of declining relevance to the likely future international strategic environment. When responding to information warfare attacks of this character, military strategy can no longer afford to focus on conducting and supporting operations only in the region of concern. An in-depth examination of the implications of and for the U.S. and allied infrastructures that depend on the unimpeded management of information is also required. The Basic Features of Strategic Information Warfare The exercises highlighted seven defining features of strategic information warfare. Low Entry Cost 
Unlike traditional weapon technologies, development of information-based techniques does not require sizable financial resources or state sponsorship. Information systems expertise and access to important networks may be the only prerequisites. Blurred traditional boundaries, traditional distinctions, public versus private interests, warlike versus criminal behavior, and geographic boundaries, such as those between nations as historically defined, are complicated by the growing interaction within the information infrastructure. Expanded role for perception management, new information-based techniques may substantially increase the power of deception and of image manipulation activities, dramatically complicating government efforts to build political support for security-related initiatives. A new strategic intelligence challenge, poorly understood strategic vulnerabilities and targets diminish the effectiveness of classical intelligence collection and analysis methods. A new field of analysis focused on strategic key may have to be developed. Formidable tactical warning and attack assessment problems, there is currently no adequate tactical warning system for distinguishing between strategic key attacks and other kinds of cyberspace activities, including espionage or accidents. Difficulty of building and sustaining coalitions, reliance on coalitions is likely to increase the vulnerabilities of the security postures of all the partners to strategic EU attacks, giving opponents a disproportionate strategic advantage. Vulnerability of the U.S. homeland, information-based techniques render geographical distance irrelevant, targets in the continental United States are just as vulnerable as in theater targets. Given the increased reliance of the U.S. economy and society on a high-performance networked information infrastructure, a new set of lucrative strategic targets presents itself to potentially warmed opponents. Consequences of the Basic Features Through the course of our exercise-based analysis, we prompted policymakers and other experts from the public and private sectors to explore the character and consequences of these features. The discussion that follows summarizes our synthesis of observations made by the exercise participants on the characteristics and implications of these features for the strategic key problem. Note that there is a cascading effect inherent in these observations, each helps to create the enabling conditions for subsequent ones. Low Entry Cost Interconnected networks may be subject to attack and disruption not just by states but also by non-state actors including dispersed groups and even individuals. Potential adversaries could also possess a wide range of capabilities. Thus, the threat to U.S. interests could be multiplied substantially and will continue to change as ever more complex systems are developed and the requisite expertise is ever more widely diffused. Some participants believe that the entry price to many of the EU attack options posited could be raised by denying easy access to networks and control systems through the exploitation of new software encryption techniques. Other participants acknowledge that this might mitigate some threats but emphasize that this approach it would not remove other threats to an interneted system by a corrupted insider, systems operator, and or direct physical attack. It would also increase the difficulty in strategic and tactical intelligence vis-a-vis -vis strategic EU attackers. Blurred traditional boundaries Given the wide array of possible opponents, weapons, and strategies, it becomes increasingly difficult to distinguish between foreign and domestic sources of threats and actions. You may not know who's under attack by whom, or who's in charge of the attack. This greatly complicates the traditional role distinction between domestic law enforcement, 
on the one hand, and national security and intelligence entities, on the other. Another consequence of this blurring phenomenon is the disappearance of clear distinctions between different levels of anti-state activity, ranging from crime to warfare. Given this blurring, nation-states opposed to U.S. strategic interests could forego more traditional types of military or terrorist action and instead exploit individuals or transnational criminal organizations TCOs, to conduct strategic criminal operations. Expanded Role for Perception Management Opportunities for OA agents to manipulate information that is key to public perceptions may increase. For example, political action groups and other non-government organizations can utilize the Internet to galvanize political support, as the Zapatistas in Chiapas, Mexico, were able to do. Furthermore, the possibility arises that the very facts of an event can be manipulated via multimedia techniques and widely disseminated. Conversely, there may be a decreased capability to build and maintain domestic support for controversial political actions. One implication is that future U.S. administrations may include a robust Internet component as part of any public information campaign. Among participants, there was no support for any extraordinary maneuver by the government to seize control of the media and the Internet in response to a probable attack. Rather, there was an acknowledgement that future U.S. administrations might face a daunting task in shaping and sustaining domestic support for any action marked by a high degree of ambiguity and uncertainty in the e-realm. Lack of Strategic Intelligence For a variety of reasons, traditional intelligence gathering and analysis methods may be of limited use in meeting the strategic e-intelligence challenge. Collection targets are difficult to identify. Allocation of intelligence resources is difficult because of the rapidly changing nature of the threat, and vulnerabilities and target sets are not, as yet, well understood. In sum, the United States may have difficulty identifying potential adversaries, their intentions, and their capabilities. One implication of this is that new organizational relationships are needed within the intelligence community and between this community and other entities. A restructuring of roles and missions may also be required. Inner exercises, debate on this problem centered on the need for some interagency structure to allow for coordinated collection and analysis of foreign and domestic sources versus the desire to preserve the boundary between foreign intelligence and domestic law enforcement. Difficulty of Tactical Warning and Attack Assessment This feature of warfare presents fundamentally new problems in a cyberspace environment. A basic problem is distinguishing between attacks and other events, such as accidents, system failures, or hacking by thrill-seekers. The main consequence of this feature is that the United States may not know when an attack is underway, who is attacking, or how the attack is being conducted. As in the debate over what to do about the dilemmas posed by the Strategic Intelligence Challenge, Exercise participants split on this topic between those who are prepared to consider a more radical mixing of domestic law enforcement and foreign intelligence institutions and those strongly opposed to any commingling. Difficulty of Building and Sustaining Coalitions Many U.S. allies and coalition partners will be vulnerable to attacks on their core information infrastructures. For example, the dependence on cellular phones in developing countries could well render telephone communications in those nations highly susceptible to disruption. Other sectors in the early stages of exploiting the information revolution, for example, energy and financial, 
may also present vulnerabilities that an adversary might attack to undermine coalition participation. Such attacks might also serve to sever weak links in the execution of coalition plans. Conversely, tentative coalition partners who urgently need military assistance may want assurances that a U.S. deployment plan to their region is not vulnerable to a disruption. There was general agreement among participants that as the United States develops and refines defensive systems and concepts of operations or techniques in this area, it should consider sharing them with key allies, but no specific policies were proffered in the discussions. Vulnerability of the U.S. Homeland Information warfare has no front line. Potential battlefields are anywhere networked systems allow access. Current trends suggest that the U.S. economy will increasingly rely on complex, interconnected network control systems for such necessities as oil and gas pipelines, electric grids, etc. The vulnerability of these systems is currently poorly understood. In addition, the means of deterrence and retaliation are uncertain and may rely on traditional military instruments in addition to threats. In sum, the U.S. homeland may no longer provide a sanctuary from outside attack. There was a broad consensus among exercise participants that no dramatic measures such as shutting down an infrastructure would be effective as a defensive measure, and some skepticism as to whether such action would, in fact, be possible during a crisis. There appeared, however, a broad consensus in favor of exploring the concept of a minimum essential information infrastructure based on a series of federally sponsored incentives to ensure that the owners and operators had procedures to detect type attacks and reconstitution measures that minimize the impact of any one network disruption, see the discussion below. An elusive bottom line on the threat Over the course of the exercise series, Careful attention was given to the possible solidifying of a bottom line on the gravity of the cyberspace-based strategic cube threat. Many existing information systems do appear to be vulnerable to some level of disruption or misuse. At the same time, developments in cyberspace are so dynamic that existing vulnerabilities may well be ameliorated as part of the natural building of immunities to threats that accompany any such rapidly evolving entity. However, our dependence on cyberspace and information systems generally is also growing rapidly, raising unsettling questions as to whether the immune system process can keep up and thus prevent serious strategic vulnerabilities from emerging and being exploited. We looked for, but did not find, any strong statistical consensus on just where people think we are now on the threat spectrum portrayed in Figure S.2, or where we might be heading. We did observe, however, that over the course of the exercise, the general perspective on the magnitude of the strategic key problem almost invariably appeared to move downward along the graph of figure S.2. This experience mirrored that of the authors, the more time spent on this subject, the more one saw tough problems lacking concrete solutions and, in some cases, lacking even good ideas about where to start. Figure S.2. A Broad Spectrum of Perspectives Conclusions the features and likely consequences of strategic information warfare point to a basic conclusion, key national military strategy assumptions are obsolescent and inadequate for confronting the threat posed by strategic key. Five major recommendations emerged from the exercises as starting points for addressing this shortcoming. 1. Leadership, who should be in charge in the government. 
participants widely agree that an immediate and badly needed first step is the assignment of a focal point for federal government leadership in support of a coordinated U.S. response to the strategic U threat. This focal point should be located in the executive office of the president, since only at this level can the necessary interagency coordination of the large number of government organizations involved in such matters, and the necessary interactions with the Congress, be effectively carried out. This office should also have the responsibility for close coordination with industry, since the nation's information infrastructure is being developed almost exclusively by the commercial sector. Once established, this high-level leadership should immediately take responsibility for initiating and managing a comprehensive review of national-level strategic information warfare issues. 2. Risk Assessment The federal government leadership entity cited above should, as a first step, conduct an immediate risk assessment to determine, to the degree possible, the extent of the vulnerability of key elements of current U.S. national security and national military strategy to strategic information warfare. Strategic target sets, UFX, and parallel vulnerability and threat assessments should be among the components of this review. In an environment of dynamic change in both cyberspace threats and vulnerabilities, there is no sound basis for presidential decision-making on strategic key matters without such a risk assessment. In this context there is always the hope or the belief, we saw both in the exercises, that the kind of aggressive response suggested in this report can be delayed while cyberspace gets a chance to evolve robust defenses on its own. This is, in fact, a possibility, that the healing and annealing of an immune system that is under constant assault, as cyberspace is and assuredly will continue to be, if only, in Willie Sutton's words, because that's where the money is will create the robust national information infrastructure that everyone hopes to use. But it may not, and we are certainly not there now. 3. Government's Role The appropriate role for government in responding to the strategic threat needs to be addressed, recognizing that this role, certain to be part leadership and part partnership with the domestic sector, will unquestionably evolve. In addition to being the performer of certain basic preparedness functions, such as organizing, equipping, training, and sustaining military forces, the government may play a more productive and efficient role as facilitator and maintainer of some information systems and infrastructure, and through policy mechanisms such as tax breaks to encourage reducing vulnerability and improving recovery and reconstitution capability. An important factor is the traditional change in the government's role as one moves from national defense through public safety toward things that represent the public good. Clearly, the government's perceived role in this area will have to be balanced against public perceptions of the loss of civil liberties and the commercial sector's concern about unwarranted limits on its practices and markets. 4. National Security Strategy Once an initial risk assessment has been completed, U.S. national security strategy needs to address preparedness for the threat as identified. As portrayed in Figure S.3, preparedness will cross several traditional boundaries from military to civilian, from foreign to domestic, and from national to local. Figure S.3. A Spectrum of National Security Preparedness one promising means for instituting this kind of preparedness could involve the concept of a minimum essential information infrastructure, MEII, 
which was introduced as a possible strategic defensive UN initiative in the exercise and is portrayed notionally in Figure S.3. The MI is conceived as that minimum mixture of U.S. information systems, procedures, laws, and tax incentives necessary to ensure the nation's continued functioning even in the face of a sophisticated strategic EU attack. One facet of such an MI might be a set of rules and regulations sponsored by the federal government to encourage the owners and operators of the various national infrastructures to take measures to reduce their infrastructure's vulnerability and or to ensure rapid reconstitution in the face of type attacks. The analog for this concept is the Strategic Nuclear Minimum Essential Emergency Communications Network MEN. Participants in the exercise found the MIC construct conceptually very attractive even though there was some uncertainty as to how it might be achieved. An assessment of the feasibility of an MIC, or like concepts, should be undertaken at an early date. 5. National Military Strategy The current national military strategy emphasizes maintaining U.S. capability to project power into theaters of operation in key regions of Europe and Asia. Because of the four emerging theaters of operation in cyberspace for such contingencies, see Figure S.1, Strategic Eve profoundly reduces the significance of distance with respect to the deployment and use of weapons. Therefore, battlefields' vulnerabilities may become less significant than vulnerabilities in the national infrastructure. Planning assumptions fundamental to current national military strategy are obsolescent. Consideration of these features should be accounted for in U.S. national military strategy. Against this difficult projection and assessment situation, there is the ever-present risk that the United States could find itself in a crisis in the near term, facing the possibility of, or indications of, a strategic EU attack. When the President asks whether the United States is under a EU attack, and, if so, by whom, and whether the U.S. military plan and strategy is vulnerable, a foot shuffling we don't know will not be an acceptable answer. Finally, however, it must be acknowledged that strategic EU was a very new concept that is presenting a wholly new set of problems. These problems may well yield to solution, but not without the intelligent and informed expenditure of energy, leadership, money, and other scarce resources that this study seeks to catalyze. Download the full report. Related products. Research brief. Research Brief Strategic War, in Cyberspace Jan 1, 1996 Table of Contents Chapter 1 What is Strategic Information Warfare? Chapter 2 Methodology Chapter 3 The Changing Face of War Chapter 4 Defining Features of Strategic Information Warfare Chapter 5 Issues of Strategic Information Warfare Chapter 6 Conclusions Appendix A Methodology Appendix B Summary of Group Deliberations for Step 3 Appendix C Exercise Book Review Excerpts Strategic Information Warfare illuminates a challenging and often obscure method for examining policy options. Any student of government or industrial decision-making would be well advised to buy this book. Grade, 92%. Technology and Society Information warfare remains a nebulous subject, but his monograph offers one of the most interesting and revealing ways of thinking about it, at least in an unclassified venue.
a short but comprehensive discussion of the central issues in information warfare, particularly defense against attacks on the myriad information systems that keep American society running, is followed by an ingenious day after exercise that illustrates and amplifies these problems. In three parts the day of an information attack, the day after, and finally the day before, participants can work their way through the decision-making problems of information warfare. The exercise, which has been tested with many government and private groups, is a brilliant device for exploring a problem bound to become more salient. Foreign Affairs An excellent overview of the subject. Highly recommended for a variety of subject areas, particularly political science and computer science. Academic Library Book Review The great value of such exercises lies in raising the consciousness of decision-makers about problems likely to emerge, but which have not yet received their devoted attention. Comparative Strategy This book terrified me. Because the authors are right. Strategic information warfare is possible and probable. I applaud that this research was done. I am thrilled that this is an unclassified, easily obtained book rather than something that remains within the closed networks of the military-industrial vaults. Computing Reviews Research conducted by RAND National Security Research Division The research reported here was accomplished within the Acquisition and Technology Policy Center of RAND's National Defense Research Institute a federally funded research and development center sponsored by the Office of the Secretary of Defense, the Joint Staff, and the Defense Agencies. This report is part of the RAND Corporation Monograph Report Series. The Monograph Report was a product of the RAND Corporation from 1993 to 2003. RAND Monograph Reports presented major research findings that addressed the challenges facing the public and private sectors. They included executive summaries, technical documentation, and synthesis pieces. Permission is given to duplicate this electronic document for personal use only, as long as it is unaltered and complete. Copies may not be duplicated for commercial purposes. Unauthorized posting of RAND PDFs to a non-RAND website is prohibited. RAND PDFs are protected under copyright law. For information on reprint and linking permissions, please visit the RAND Permissions page. The RAND Corporation is a nonprofit institution that helps improve policy and decision-making through research and analysis. RAND's publications do not necessarily reflect the opinions of its research clients and sponsors.